Welcome to Rebel Radio, the place to be for entrepreneurs who are hungry for impact and doing business their own way. I'm Cindy Van Arnhem, your rebellious leader for the healers and coaches willing to do what it takes to activate their limitless wealth through the power of self-mastery. The key to claiming your potential, trusting your wisdom, and creating infinite possibility in your world. I am so excited to dive into yet another epic conversation on Rebel Radio with my new friend, Mike. Mike, welcome to the show. I'm so grateful that you're here today. Hey, thank you so much, Cindy. I'm looking forward to diving in, giving some value to you and to your audience today. I'm excited. So tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey. Tell us how you got started as an entrepreneur. So it's in the blood. You know, often you're able to do the things that you've seen other people do, whether that's a mentor, whether it's a long distance mentor through a book or your parents. For me, it was my my parents. My dad, before he even met my mom, was a pharmaceutical entrepreneur <laughs> in that he sold drugs. That and so he was... <laughs> He was a drug dealer. He put his way through college that way. Mm -hmm. And then he met my mom. They ended up getting together, wanted to start a family. So he switched over to coffee entrepreneurship in about 1980-ish, 1978, somewhere in there. So right when Starbucks was around there, my dad and mom had a coffee cup, a coffee company not too far away from that. And then he switched out of that and went into law while my mom started a preschool. So I was able to see them do things. At the age of 11, they started a mission, which was taking kids from the outskirts of Mexico and the Mazalan, Mexico area where we had moved and putting them into schools. So I saw them start that. And then when I went off to college, I got involved in a lot of different nonprofit entrepreneurship, really focused on relief work, taking people out of sexual slavery, doing schooling and things like that. So I've been around it for a long time in different capacities, but then there I was in corporate America and I was loving it. I was doing well. I'd settled in into after years of nonprofit, just doing consultative sales, loved helping people build their businesses, realize their potential with veterinarians. That was the niche I was in doing great. But on the side, I had a side hustle that I didn't know was a side hustle. You know what I'm talking about? Where you don't actually even know you're doing something. Right. So, <laughs> so here I am. I'm getting dressed up, meeting with doctors and stuff every day. But on the side, I was for fun, extra pocket money. Like my wife and I went to Vegas one day and I had all this money in Venmo. I'm like, oh, I have money in Venmo. Let's, let's spend it. Because I was just coaching people on the side for fun. I'd been doing it for 20 years. Mm -hmm. I'd done it as part of my profession. I'd done it for employees I'd had. And now I didn't have employees. I was I was an employee of a company. And so I was just doing it on the side just for fun. Sometimes I'd take more. Sometimes I want less. We'd use it for vacations and fun stuff. Well, that started growing and growing. And I started raising up the rates and more and more. And my name started getting around to different people. So I'd be literally on the road, stop, pull over, find a nice place to coach someone, coach them, get back on the road or at <laughs> night at the hotel, I would be working with people or 5 a.m. in the morning. I'd be working with people on the East Coast. It was kind of a crazy scenario. During that time, one of the most popular sessions I was giving with people was on how to overcome their fear of speaking. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. I met a person, we ended up working together and I was coaching her. And in exchange, she was coaching me through how to write a book and publish it. 
So I self-published my book, Speak With No Fear, and it took off. Mm. I mean, over 600 ratings or something now. It's the top-rated book on the world on the topic of overcoming fear speaking. Second edition now, picked up by Forbes. Big publisher reached out to me. Now it's published through a small publishing company, but all kinds of different things. And at one point in time, here I am, full-time employment. This is building up like a second job. It's no longer a hobby. That's that's fun now because it's just work. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit. And so this job went way down. And so I ramped up this job. And then when the pandemic started slowing down and this job came back, I had to choose which one I was going to go for. Right. So I went for the one that I had built myself. It's not as fancy, as sexy, as entrepreneurial work that my dad maybe did at one point in time. <laughs> You're not a drug dealer? <laughs> well, I was talking about coffee, but oh. <laughs> no. But either one. It's not, as, it's not as sexy and attractive as that, but it's been a ton of fun. Yeah. And I get to work with people again and again to help them realize their potential. Uh, it sounds like quite the journey. I love that. And I can feel the passion in your voice as you talk about like just supporting people and helping people. I love that. But along this journey, it must have required, I mean, just thinking about taking calls at five in the morning or on the side of the road, that's going to require a level of self-mastery. And I'm curious, what does self-mastery mean to you? So you either live by default or by design. Mm. And default is just giving in to the natural thing around you. You're tired, you go to sleep. You have a job, you do that job. You are angry, you let people know. You're frustrated, you let people know. You're happy, you smile. And so you're just giving in to the natural wiring of the moment. Kind of if you don't want to. Pilot, right? Right, right. It's just whatever you default to. And you often default to the things you've seen of people around you and your natural temperament. So if you're a natural happy person, you default to being happy. If you've been hurt in life a whole bunch, then you default to being kind of hidden and maybe hurting some people back. Mm. And that's default. Design is where you choose where you want to go. And so design is where you say, this is the type of person I'm going to be. This is how I'm going to live my life. This is what I'm going to do my life. So when I was in sales, the default would be just focus on sales. It was a, it was a full-time 50, 60 hour a week job. Mm -hmm. But the design was, I like this thing on the side and I could even see where it could go. And so I started thinking through, if I want to get somewhere with this, I have to see how far I can take it even on the side. So I'd wake up at 4.45 in the morning, sometimes 4.30. I'd take a cold shower to get my juices moving. <laughs> Best cup and of coffee then, ever. <laughs> then I would get my cup of coffee too. I'd <laughs> go downstairs and I would write the book and I would write for an hour. And I dedicated myself to writing every single day. And in 27 days, I had the, the draft done. And then I went through the arduous process of editing it. And in three months, I published it. I gave myself a three-month timeline. But even before that, I was coaching people. I'd wake up at 5, coach someone at 5.30 and someone at 6.30. I had things for my eyes to get rid of the backs because in the morning, you got those backs in your eyes. And so I'd ice my eyes in the morning before going on to a Zoom call <laughs> with somebody on the East Coast. And then at night, I'd work. And the reason why I did those extremes because I didn't want it to take away from my family. So mm -hmm. the design was, I want to be there for my family. The design was, I want to see what I can build even on the side. And the design was, I want to be a great employee of the company that's paying me money. Right. But that's not default. Default would be, 
I get home, I'm tired. Let's watch TV and sit there and let's sleep in until I have to and go. And so you really have to think through where you want to be. And self-mastery is saying, here's what I want to do. Here's where I want to go. And I'm going to make the different changes I need to get there. I just wrote my uh, fifth book, Cindy. Oh, wow. It's called Connect Through Emotional Intelligence. Mm -hmm. And in the book, I say this. Control your emotions before your emotions control you. Yeah. And that's self-mastery. Control yourself, master yourself before you're mastered by your base desires. Mm, I love that. I love that. And I mean, one of the things that stands out about that story too is that you knew what your priorities were. So it wasn't that you were just working crazy hours because you were trying to make ends meet. You wanted to put your family first. And so you designed a life that allowed you to work early in the morning and late at night so that you could have that time with your family. And I think that's a key piece to that self-mastery too, is being dedicated and devoted to what's most important to you. Yeah, absolutely. When you look about, when you look around about what you have in your life, all of us have different values, mm -hmm. but values are not real values unless there are priorities. Exactly. <laughs> and so if we say, I value physical fitness, but you never prioritize to do anything about it. Then guess what? You value yeah. it yeah, on you're the low end of things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So how has this level of self-mastery supported you as an entrepreneur throughout the years? Well, it has supported me financially. So that's mm -hmm. a great thing, part of it. When you, what you'll often see is that when you make the right decisions, it leads to the right consequences, the right outcomes. So by doing that, it's led to some great areas and to some great gigs and to some great outcome. Speak With No Fear has done fantastic. It's been translated into all kinds of different places. And so it's getting translated into Polish right now. It's been translated oh, wow. into Italian. It's being translated into Thai. So it's led to some some great outcomes. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I've seen again and again, that when you make these decisions, it leads to outcomes that you would love to, to see happen in your life. And I don't usually get lost in my thoughts, Cindy. <laughs> I actually have videos on YouTube about tangents and about rambling. <laughs> and I just totally did it. So I just go back through and look at my videos on YouTube about rambling. And I just did it. Let me know hey, what I'm we saying. We all do now. it. I love it. So these outcomes, let's talk about the outcomes, because I think that leads into my next question about wealth. And so oftentimes we think that the outcome, the money, is what wealth is. And I'm curious how you define wealth. Yeah, the wealth is really getting a hold of the values that you have prioritized in your life. Mm. So if you have if you have valued being financially wealthy, and you've prioritized that, then wealth for you is that. But wealth is something different for everybody. And that, and I think that we often hold people to our standards of wealth. And so wealth for me is laughing a lot. Wealth for me is traveling. Wealth for me is having experiences. Wealth for me is having an adventurous life. And then we look at others and we see that someone living by a different standard of wealth and we either experience one of two emotions, because when we compare, you experience one of two emotions, pride or pity. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I know somebody who has had this, their wealth for them was a life of adventure. So they had a life of tremendous adventure, mm -hmm. incredible adventure, stories that you couldn't even imagine. And they've lived this life of adventure. But now 
they're comparing themselves in their retirement years to people who have high levels of financial wealth. They lived 70 hours worth a week, not very adventurous lives, just boring, just a grind, but now they have lots of money. Mm-hmm. And so there's this comparison from this person saying, huh, wait a minute, I don't have what you have. Right. So wealth is you achieving the values that you have and the living according to those values. Just be careful that when you get your values and you state your values and you've achieved your physical fitness, you have a wealth of physical fitness, or you've achieved your travel dreams or your adventure dreams or your extravagant dreams or your relationship dreams or whatever it is that you have a wealth of, a lot of wealth literally is just meaning a whole bunch of something. And you have a whole bunch of your values, just don't get there and then compare to others. Mm. At the same time, if you're young in your career, then think through your values and think through what do you really want a whole bunch of. Yeah. I want a lot of adventures and a lot of money. So I choose both. <laughs> Become a pirate. <laughs> Become a pirate. There we go. I love that. <laughs> so good. So what is one truth that you wish every entrepreneur knew? Yeah. If you help enough people get what they want, in the end, others will help you get what you want. Mm. Now, that's a quote that someone else said. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's Zig Ziglar or something. I've heard that before. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Zig. <laughs> My buddy Zig. <laughs> Just Zig. Zig and I. Um, but I, I love that quote because often I think we go into sales with thinking about how can this person help me? Mm. And we go into a lot of things that we're doing and we think about how can this help me? What's in it for me? So at the beginning of my day, I always start out with this little prayer and I just say, help me help people. Help me help people. And then throughout the day, and today, for example, I have eight coaching or eight calls back to back. This is my one interview and then all the rest are coaching calls. Yeah. And as I'm going through all of that, I'm just thinking, help me help this person. Help me help this person. Help me help this person. Sometimes it's our clients I've already sold them on. Others are potentially sales call. And Mm -hmm. even in that sales call, I just go in there and say, how can I help? So as an entrepreneur, if your whole job is not to do what you want to do, but to help people through what you want to do, then not only will you feel good about your work, but also people will reward you. In fact, Mm -hmm. what I found is that when I give things away for people, they'll then want to pay me to give the same thing again to them in a for pay basis Mm -hmm. because they value it that much. Yeah. I love that. And just always having that concept of being of service, right? We, we need to fill our own cup up first, but when we go out into the world thinking about how to serve others, it comes back to us tenfold every time. Absolutely. And and it's a win-win situation because so say I'm talking to a client and a potential client and I'm talking to John and I say, John, here's what I see you doing. Here's something you can get better in. And I'm helping him out. If he goes, I don't want to work with Mike. You know what? I helped somebody. Yep. I made them a little bit better. Yep. I gave them some awareness. I gave them some tips. I provided something to them. Yeah. And that's a win. I didn't get paid for it. And I can't do that all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you're smart, if you're strategic, you create something enough that you can build up. And then you can offer it as a service to people as well. And so I've helped people and then people have come back and said, man, that was so helpful. What could you do for my organization? Mm-hmm. And then I come in and I work the full, for the whole organization based on me just giving one hour for free for somebody. Right. Yeah. I love that. So good. 
So what's something that you've discovered about yourself on your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah. I, I mean, one thing, not, not 50 million. <laughs> okay. We were talking about this a little bit beforehand. There's two types of entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and there's two ways to go about it. And, and either are valid. So some people, like some of my clients, for example, one gentleman, he came up with a business plan, he gave a product, and he's devoted the last 20 years of his life to developing this singular idea. Mm -hmm. And there's the whole idea of follow one course until success, FOCUS. It's a acronym, right? F-O-C-U-S, follow one course until success, and just hit it, hit it, hit it. And he started it, and at one point in time, it was not going well. and didn't think it was going to go well, and it went way down, and he was living in his car. But he just hit it, hit it, hit it until he hit success. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then, then there's the spaghetti approach. The <laughs> spaghetti approach says, I'm going to try some stuff, and I'm just going to throw it at the wall, and we'll see what sticks. Mm -hmm. And some doesn't stick, and some does. And it looks more scattered. But ultimately, both of these work. And I've done a whole bunch of the targeted in my 20s mm -hmm. and in my 30s where it's just like, and then I started going, let's just try some different things. <laughs> yeah, let me get up in the morning and write a book. Mm -hmm. Let me, I've started up, I have a supplement coming out. I have some different things happening. And it's like, let's just, throw, let's just see what happens. Yeah. And as a result of that, some things have failed. I've wasted some money, but other things have turned into tremendous outcomes. So for me, I've realized that I've done both. And right now I'm having a lot of fun trying some things out for people who are listening, know your style. There's great benefits from both. Often the ones that you see with tremendous success and hear about are going to be the one course dedicated Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Spanx, those kind of people who knew what they were going to do and, and went for it. The problem on the same hand is that you hear about the great successes you don't find out about the many, 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 many more who went that way and failed mm -hmm. disastrously. Mm -hmm. The other way, the spaghetti approach feels a little more adventurous to me too. <laughs> a lot more you know, playful. You know, it, it's, it can be, right? But yeah. there's either one, you're going to end up having to grind and hustle on either one of them if it's actually going to become successful. I think uh, celebrities, some people have... Some people have more freedom. I think it can take more money to do the spaghetti way and less money, depending on which ones stick. And then the the other way, I mean, you can raise money. It's easier to raise money. It's I can't go venture capital, some of the things I'm doing. <laughs> right? I'm going to try this thing. Will you give me some money? You're pay me to try things. <laughs> hey, but if that's you're, possible. <laughs> well, right. If you're a celebrity, you're getting paid, and then you can see them. You could see these different celebrities throwing spaghetti at the wall and see what happens. But they got, hey, they got a lot of spaghetti. <laughs> they got a lot of spaghetti. I love it. I love it. Mike, I want to thank you for being on the show. It's been a pleasure just having this conversation. I feel like I, every guest that I bring on the show, I feel like I could talk to you all day long and pick your brain. But as always, we end the show with one last question. What do you dream of for the world? I love the idea of realizing potential. Mm -hmm. And I think if you think about the potential that people have, if you can help them realize it, then it's going to make better for every single thing. So my dream is that people are living to be the best version of themselves. Mm, I love that so much. So good. Thank you so much for being on the show today. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us for another epic episode of Rebel Radio. If you feel so inspired and you wish to help out another entrepreneur, share this episode out, leave a review. And of course, if you want to know how to leverage this information, visit my website, cindyvanarnum.com, and where you can discover who you are, what you want, and how to get it. Thanks for joining us, and I'll see you next week.